Welcome to another episode of Confessions with Dr. Mosby, and this is episode eight of EJ, get your shit together. You're almost 18. So if you're, uh, excuse me, if you are just chiming in, this is your first episode to listen to um, this segment with my son. He is 17 years old. He is approaching his senior year of high school. And um, the purpose is to have very open, very transparent, very intentional uh, conversations about him approaching adulthood. He could read a book. He could watch YouTube videos. But... Having me to guide him along the way is priceless. Um, You know, instead of having the expectation that he's supposed to understand how to do this, how to do that when he becomes 18 is absurd. I was very lost when I turned 18. I knew that education was my ticket to see the world. However, I had no path and I had no guidance on how to create a path. And so I am forever grateful for everything my parents did, for all of the sacrifices that they made to get me to where they got me. And then, you know, of course, I took over. As an adult, I I will forever be grateful for the grit and the grind that they instilled in me and the grit and the grind I hope I have instilled in my son. And so today, um, I don't know, this conversation may go in a lot of different ways. It's never scripted. You know, we kind of have an idea that we want to have a conversation excuse me, and the conversation just kind of goes wherever it goes, you know, and then we wrap up and go um, do our daily thing until we decide, okay, it's time for another episode. So today, one of the things that I want to talk to Elliot about is um, being credentialed. So Elliot, you are an artist, right? And of sorts, huh? Of sorts, yeah. You are an artist of sorts, so I I can agree with you on that. Uh, I am also an artist of sorts, and how we got on the conversation. Um, I try my best not to bring work home, but sometimes you know it's kind of unavoidable. And um, so I was working, I was sitting at the kitchen table. And I had a stack of papers, and so I was working on them. Excuse me, I was writing on them. And um, Elliot was, you know, kind of inquisitive about what was I doing. And so I explained to him that with my, or the program that I am over, I um, did a, a complete restructure of the curriculum. And so I'm responsible for eight satellite campuses. 
And for continuity and for quality control, uh, I streamlined the course syllabus templates. And so um, I came to a hurdle when I was getting ready to do an, uh, do an order, a book order, and was notified basically that there was going to be a significant delay. Well, this is in the middle of the summer and we were already in week two of summer school. And so I had to implement a contingency plan for those campuses that did not have textbooks. And so I was explaining to him that I am credentialed to um, review assignments, excuse me, I, I had a brain fart, that I'm credentialed to do, um, basically look at all of the courses in the degree plan except the sciences, the mathematics, and music appreciation. And I can review those textbooks and I can create assignments based on the objectives in the academic catalog. And when I first implemented this to my faculty and staff, uh, of course, there was some resistance because people really don't understand what academic freedom really is. Um, if you are not operating the institution as your own, then there is a standard that any institution has to have for uh, funding, for program review, for accreditation purposes. And so your role, if you are hired on as faculty, you're actually a facilitator of learning is what you really do. And then the academic freedom part of it is you are free to teach what we provide to you in whatever way that is most conducive to your students. And I was explaining to Elliot that I'm credentialed to do that. And so even though I got slack because people felt threatened that you're telling me what assignments I'm going to teach. Well, see, first of all, that's the problem because it's a power struggle. You're telling me what to teach my students, but you are employed at this institution. You work for an entity. It is not yours. These are not the students that you recruited. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So by me being credentialed in the humanities, in the arts, in business, I'm a social scientist. I'm a professional writer by trade. I'm an English professor. I'm a business professor. You get what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> and on top of all of that, I have a doctorate in higher education with an emphasis in faculty leadership. So I understand every facet from the operational side, from the academic side, from the program review side. You can't take that from me, ever. I worked for that. 
So like you, you are an artist. People will pay you to paint canvases. This, you know, this is not something that you learn how to do overnight. Excuse me. You were in elementary school and you started doodling. And you say, Mom, look. And it would just be like a, I don't know, a speck of an ear or some shit. I'm like, yeah, good job, man. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck was that? And then you went to sixth grade. And Mr. Milton saw potential. And he molded and nurtured that potential. And then you left Mr. Milton and you went into the hands of Mr. Taravis. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Taravis has exposed you to art in a in a in a through lens you never even knew existed. You are on the teen advisory board of the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. You know? One of your paintings is on display at the South Central. Is it the South Central? <clears throat> no, it's the West. Uh, the community center. Mm-hmm, the community center. So you, you have art that's on display. Um, I mean, you went. You were one. You were an inaugural. Inaugural. Excuse me. I couldn't get that out. Inaugural fellow. For the Art Ways, you know, Art and Design Camp at the University of Arkansas, Little Rock. And then on top of that, um, you created masterpieces there. Um, You are going to Washington University, you know, for one of the most renowned business camps in the world. Um, The sky is just the limit, EJ. You have worked for this. You're not a novice. You're learning. You're, you're, You're here. So as a beginner, because you're trying to perfect your craft, Actually, you're you're trying to mold it. You're you're trying to create your craft, actually, when you're a beginner. And you're seeking approval. Is this this good? Do you like it? Is there something that I need to change? Because at that point, you don't really have an eye. You haven't really defined your niche. Because you can't focus, like like the, the preacher said, at the funeral we went to recently. <clears throat> when you're talking about a person, you can't tell it all. Mm-hmm. You got to pick. Which moment you going to talk about? Which, you know, which point in that particular person's life that you're going to discuss. So with art, you can be good in a lot of different things, but you got to pick your niche. What is it? Is it? Uh, three dimension is it um you know charcoal painting is it 
um, I don't know, uh, sketch, animation. You have to ask yourself, <clears throat> what is it that I want to hone my skills upon? What, what, what area? And then once you hone in on, I want to do animation, for instance, right? Then you learn the many facets of animation. I started out as a developmental writing instructor at a technical college many, many, many years ago. And that was unbeknownst to me at the time. That was the gateway to where I am now. So I spent, <clears throat> excuse me, I took on that position, but it's so crazy when I when I think back on all of this that I thought at the time, man, I'm just doing whatever the fuck I got to do to take care of myself and my son. Not realizing that the different things that I was doing they were all like, 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 like I've heard all my life. Um, and I just fucking went blank. Maybe it'll come back to me. You heard all your life. I know. Life. And I just went pew. I don't know. It was something about how the, uh, all, all things are working for my good. But I can't remember how I was going to say it is basically what I'm saying. You're talking about like, that affirmation you was um, yeah. telling me the other day. Yeah, but I, I can't. I can't, excuse me, I can't remember it right now. Oh, you can't remember what the affirmation was? You do? Uh, Sounds like you can't remember it either. I mean, I know I typed it down. I okay. don't know if you actually want me to get it. No, it's, yeah, it's perfectly I, fine, sweetheart. But um, anyway, long story short, all things are working for my good. Ooh, excuse me. There are no coincidences. Right, there, there are, are no coincidences. There are only opportunities. And um, that is so true because even though I started um, or I, my first teaching position was in 2004, August of 2004, um, I have always done other things that were kind of like my hobbies, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my side gigs, my side hustles. Um, one time I... Uh, one summer, actually, I took an opportunity to uh, be a tech writer for a Fortune 200 company. And at the time, I'm thinking, okay, it's tech writing. That's my background. Um, but shit, I got to be able to take care of EJ and I. You know, I was a nine-month employee. And in the summertime, I didn't get paid. And so um, I had to work double during the summer just to stay afloat and so that's what I was looking at <clears throat> not realizing that just that job alone was helping me perfect my skills as a writer um me taking on uh ghost right that's that's actually with my business with my consulting business that's actually how I even created it because I had so many people that were asking me to edit like their manuscripts or edit 
you know, proposals. Uh, then it went from editing to, hey, can you write this proposal? Can you write my dissertation? When I wrote my first dissertation, I hadn't considered getting my own doctorate. When I edited my first dissertation, I was not in college yet. And when I think about all of those experiences that at many times I was at my lowest, <clears throat> excuse me, I was at my lowest in life. And I felt like I was at the bottom when I, when I took on many of these jobs. And to see me perform in my current job where I am leading a college, it is mind-blowing. Because I've traveled abroad and I've learned to respect people for who they are, not who I want them to be. I've studied different cultures. My palate is, oh my God, open 10 times more than it ever was growing up. I shall never forget my first trip to Boston, Massachusetts. And it was a work trip. And I damn near went hungry the whole time I was there because I was like, where the barbecue? Where the catfish, chick strips? This is Boston. What do you mean? More like, where's the cod? Where's the fish and chips? Beer battered. No, nah, I want some cornmeal. No cornmeal? And no fried shrimp? Educated on paper, but dumb as fuck to life. Born and bred in the heart of the Mississippi Delta. Um, that was good eating to me. Fried catfish, french fries. Throw some spaghetti in there. Excuse me? We don't have that, ma'am. First time going to San Diego. Who knew a salmon burger existed? Sweet potato fries. Why would I eat sweet potato fries? Fries are supposed to be with white potatoes. Having dinner in the Pacific Ocean. Now, I work with people who are from all walks of life. I work with, <clears throat> excuse me, people who identify as Caucasian, people who identify as African, people who identify as Native American, bisexuals. Uh, transgender. Uh, I mean, you, you name it. And none of that matters to me. What matters to me, and my faculty and staff will tell you, I don't give a fuck about any of that other shit. Just don't do the shit I asked you to do. That's where I have a problem. 
Because what you do when you are not here has nothing to do with me. Just like what I do when I am not here has nothing to do with you. It's called boundaries. I don't own anybody. I don't even own you, nor do I own myself. So when they say, Dr. Mosby, how are you so chill? How are you so laid back? You have a degree in this and this, and you've been here, and you've done this, and you're doing all of these things, but you're so chill. <clears throat> I hadn't always been chill. I hadn't always been confident. I hadn't always been full of positive energy, but life has kicked my ass so many times. I've fallen on my face so many times, but every fucking time that I have fallen, I promise and I swear to you that God has picked me up and has dusted me off and has given me quadruple for every time I thought that that last scar was going to take me out. He picked me right back up and said, no, I'm not finished. You thought that was something? Come here. You ready for this? I'm in a position now, Elliot. <clears throat> I can hire my child. And I did. I created a position for my child to get volunteer hours. I'm talking to you like you're in third person. Created the position for you to get volunteer hours so that you can utilize them. Because you're, you're going to need them when you apply for scholarships. And then created an opportunity for you to make more than what you were getting for your, I guess you could say, your quote unquote allowance. I want you to talk about just <clears throat> how that is another uh, uh, item that makes you credential. Your very first job was on a what? College campus, <laughs> you know, working for your mom. You know, you have your own college email. You have your own desk. You have your own phone. You get a lunch break. So just tell me how all of that, you know, how, how, you, are, uh, how you are absorbing it, uh, what you think about it. You can just go in whatever direction you want to go with it. <clears throat> I guess off top, it feels like time's just flying. And that's not necessarily, well, necessarily in a bad sense or even a good sense for that matter. It just is kind of like I think about it, I guess, once I think about all these different things and stuff like that. I want to be Mr. Super Nigga. Like, <clears throat> I wanna... excuse me. You want to be Mr. Super Nigga? 
Nigger. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Mr. Super Nigger. <laughs> My damn sinuses are killing me. I'm so sorry. Mr. Super Nigger. Okay. How do you define Mr. Super Nigger? What is a Mr. Super Nigger? Well, Mr. Super Nigger can be whatever he, or for that matter, she is to anybody. But for me personally, I guess Mr. Super Nigger is defined by somebody who I can be proud of or somebody who I want to be or somebody who I say I want to be for myself like a nigga that you know got a little muscle mass to him a nigga that's real confident a guy who can assess a situation and be like okay I've read this room and I know how to navigate through certain scenarios a guy who can be A1 with his driving a guy who can have enough finesse to like I don't know, pull a girl or pull a girl that finds me interesting and I find her interesting too, but also authentic enough to where I can be myself. And I knew that piece of shit of a car <laughs> was going to do that time we started recording this damn episode. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah, you good. But I just think about that and so many other things. A guy who can I don't know, I feel like it's low key gonna turn into a list. You okay with that? Keep going, dude. I Keep mean, going. I, okay, but I guess a guy who understands this college process, a guy who can undoubtedly, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 undoubtedly, I guess, believe in himself. A guy who, I mean, it, where validation is cool and things, but a guy who doesn't feel like he needs or relies on external validation to feel that he can achieve any and everything under the sun. A guy who can express his feelings in a way that he can truly believe and wholeheartedly say, yeah, I stand behind this and not feel obligated to say, well, other perspectives might say, or if you look at it this way, you could look or you could say, or just all these other different things. And like, I just feel like it goes in a bunch of different ways. And when I think about growing up in this whole adulting process, I am eternally grateful that you're here. Because if you were not here, I would be lost beyond measure. Like, I don't know. I feel like, especially lately, it's always been there. But especially lately, it's like, if nobody else, like, if no, like, just hypothetically, if nobody else in the known universe, mom's right there. And it's like, there's already underlying things. It's, I don't really want to call it like men, like issues with mental health because I feel like that sounds clinical. Who? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? I said, I don't want to call it like <laughs> issues with my mental health because that sounds clinical. But oh, like having doubts about whether or not I matter and stuff like that and whether or not my purpose here is being used no if my time here is being used well enough i guess or if i'm actually fulfilling a purpose and so basically when i think about all those things it'll sometimes get next to me and it's like having you here it's like there's something that in spite of all this existential all this philosophical all this real life ingrained like everyday stuff that you might come across it's like okay mom's here to tether me to some form of reality that i can I don't know, stay grounded in. Well, I guess I leap into some. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I was going somewhere with it, but I, yeah, some just took it. Dive here. into the world, like I, I yeah, I guess. I mm-hmm. I'm gonna circle back to something that you were talking. Something anyway, you were talking about. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you gave a list of things. A guy's confident. A guy who doesn't need external validation. A guy. So let me ask this question. Do you want a, one guy or do you want multiple guys? <laughs> That's going to sound crazy out of context. <laughs> okay. Well, put it in context. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I was thinking about that the other day too. Because, you know, with the whole art ways thing, how you ain't kind of rock with it, but they was calling me Chris instead of Elliot. Mm-hmm. I was. On the surface, I was bullshitting and like being, oh, yeah, that's my alter ego for the week. And like kids from Parkview asked me, why is everybody calling you Chris, dog? But on a somewhat serious note, it actually was kind of different to be addressed by something different. And I guess not necessarily change yourself up or be somebody who you aren't, but embrace, I guess, a certain side of you. Like I got to embrace a little bit of a more artsy side and be like, goofy and then like you didn't rock with him but i had my little boats on because malika gave me the shoes and so i was like you know i'm wearing these you know what i'm saying and i don't know i just felt real animated and so you were (laughs) very much so (laughs) hey i stand but i'm gonna be honest with you too you in my opinion yes you you were kind of out there you know but i was letting you do your thing i didn't stop i just reeled you in once once you came back home. Um, <clears throat> so again, I'm going to ask the question. Do you want one guy or do you want multiple guys? Multiple. Okay, because... then. Well, you got to, like mm-hmm. I tell you all the time, you have to give yourself some grace. I got I, I and I know this is going to sound very psychotic, but it is what it is. Will you stop making all that damn noise? Hey. But um, don't don't do that shit with me talking about some hey like i'm mistreating you or something but <laughs> anyway um fuck what was i saying You're not psychotic. oh yeah this may sound psychotic but in it's not anyway so it's not psychotic but in all seriousness i don't know how many personalities i have you know, like Dre, he said, we know he said, you are so damn goofy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am. So, but the the crazy thing is, I'm, I'm goofy with those I feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, people that I feel like I can let my guard down with them, I they they get an opportunity to see the authentic Edwina. And the authentic Edwina is layered. So there's the authentic Edwina who is an aunt. There's the authentic Edwina who is a mom. The authentic Edwina, excuse me, who's a friend, who's a daughter, who's a sister. A co-worker, a colleague, whatever you want to call it. Um... But then there's also some interjections with the authentic Edwina. 
And those interjections, like you, you've even said it. You said, Mom, how is it that you can go off on me and be nice in the same sentence? That's me. That's my balance. You know, that's my yin and my yang. You know, <laughs> if I ask you to close that goddamn door one more time, I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> you just sit your little ass down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, pretty boy. <laughs> With your pretty ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's 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 my balance though. Mm-hmm. And um, like you were saying, you you want to be the guy who doesn't seek external validation. I think that's everybody. In all honesty, you want to be confident. And as I've told you many, many times before, I carried you. I carried the vessel that God breathed life into. He chose me for you at this point in your life. My body stretched in all kinds of ways and shit. <clears throat> Bladder still not fucking right. But anyway, the point I'm making is God entrusted me with giving birth to his little prince. But I can't be everything that you need. I cannot be your romantic partner. I cannot be that confidant that understands anime. <laughs> that person that, you know, knows the latest rap song. <laughs> that person that understands the latest technique with using a stencil. That's not my role. At all. And so you have to give yourself grace that if my mom cannot be everything that I need and I want, why am I putting so much pressure on myself? You want to be mentally stimulated? Excuse me. Go here. Spoken word. Sign up for seminars. Learn about NFTs. You're in an age and a generation where any and everything you want to know is at your fingertips. You want to hear motivational speakers? Listen to Les Brown. You want to hear people put things that are going on in your life at this time into perspective? YouTube it. You want to narrow the search and say, I want to know what people age 16 to 25 think about fucking raw. Google it. You know? How do girls really feel when you put your finger in their ass? Google it. You're laughing, but you know that I'm telling the truth because you probably never really thought about it like that, right? 
you know? How to make girls want to rub my nipples, whatever. You can Google it. Now, sometimes Google had you thinking you got some shit I'm you didn't really have. Trying to like self-diagnose yeah. and stuff like that. And it, uh, again, Google is a tool. Okay, it is a tool. Google and made me think I didn't had some shit over the years, you know, uh, that I'm like just log off at Wiener. But um, you 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 get what I'm saying. So all of those things that you listed out that you want this and you want this and you want that guy to do this, you putting a lot of fucking pressure on that guy. You want the guy to be in shape. You want him to have muscle mass. You want him to only drink water. You you don't ever want your face to break out. You don't ever want your edges to start sliding back. You know, you want that wolf hair on your goddamn beard to just 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 be certified pH. You know what I'm saying? Um, you want to walk around with fucking Daisy Duke shorts on and then get mad if a dude. Think you gay? I mean, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You got too many restrictions, son. If you, like I told you, <clears throat> when we was in Florida, I said, you walk your ass out of here, them goddamn hoochie dad shorts on, don't get mad when we go to this beach. And somebody proposition your ass. And what the fuck happened time we got on the goddamn beach? And I said, see, one of these days you're going to fucking listen to me. So. Yeah, dude didn't approach me. No, dude didn't approach you, but you saw uh, some, some, uh, some, yeah, some guys that would have. So you have to say, hey, am I willing to deal with the consequences Cause to every cause there is a goddamn what effect. There's good, there's bad. Life, death. Rain, sunshine. Perky titties, saggy titties. Big balls, small balls. Big balls, small balls. Uncircumcised, circumcised. You know? That's gross, by the way. Anyway. I don't even know how I got off on that. Um, but you understand the, you know, what I'm trying to, to explain to you about, you know, giving yourself grace. I mean, we've kind of talked about a lot of stuff, you know, being credentialed, giving yourself grace, um, um, you know, seeking, you know, knowledge in understanding that. In the grand scheme of things, you cannot give a fuck about everything. Because you only have so many fucks to give. And if you walk around giving a fuck about every fucking thing, then when there's time that you have to give a fuck, you're not going to have any fucks to give. Until next time.